Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Limitless. I have with me today someone who is here with me for the second time because we have tried to record this one, this episode, um, probably it must have been about two months ago now um, and the whole episode just decided to go a bit uh, all over the place. So we're back again and we're recording again. So hopefully this goes out to all of you. <laughs> um, but I would love for my guest today to introduce herself hello Yale how are you hello. good it's good to see you again in this time yeah it's super nice super nice how are you doing what's been happening for you over the past past few months oh gosh so much has been coming up I've been spending a lot of time uh in the water in a way that is opening up portals and bringing up questions that expand beyond the reimagining of the stories and the fragmentations of the self into the boundaries and edges and touching on those edges and touching at the zero point and seeing really how different we are and are some of our work versus and not to create that sort of binary but we're looking at the other dimensional energies and not fully understanding how those work. So we reach our limits and then we are starting to push those boundaries. And I understand when I just popped up, I was like limitless, right? Okay. But there within that, there are still these edges because we have to push against something in order to be in this construct and the structure of our body. I know I just jumped into this. So if you have questions. No, that's amazing. <laughs> no, no, that's super cool. One thing I would I wanna I wanna tap on first is you said that you had some questions come to you about this. Like what were the questions yeah. that were coming through maybe for your specific experience and something that we could speed to the collective as a whole? So a lot of my clients actually have been moving sort of, you know, I work with the trauma piece because that comes our story and how we fragmented. Um, but what's shifting now, I think, is is moving into an understanding that those are, we're, we're not attaching to them as much and they're not the experience. So the experience is this energy flow separate from what we're understanding as the narrative. Yes, we need to make meaning of this. That's how we understand us in this form. But the making meaning isn't the play. The play is this energy flow that is always vortexing. And so if we can move into that, that is where the limitlessness happens. Not necessarily in the reholing of our fragmented selves. Let me know if that makes sense or if you have mm -hmm. questions about that. When you say moving into the vortex, what does that look like? What does that entail for individuals who are wanting to go into that limitless state? What does that look like them doing in their lives or, um, or experiencing within themselves? They're not going to know. We're not going to know. And that is the hardest thing 
because we always jump into what's the construct of it in order to reach the construct. And it's exactly the opposite of what I'm finding as I work with clients is that we're staying within this gray area and we bump up against what our edge is, what the limit feels like. And we bump up against this zero point field. Could you give them an example of like a limit just so, so people who are choosing, tuning mm-hmm. in kind of almost mm-hmm. visualize this as they're going along, like an example of what that limit could be? I'll use an old example that we've moved past so that it isn't triggering for people. So for example, uh, there was, we would mythologize that when we would go into the ocean, gods or beings might eat people up and they might never come back. And see, so you're laughing about that, right? But back then, that wasn't a laughable matter, right? We didn't, like, (laughs) yeah, it was. And so we didn't know. It did allow us a chance to create sacredness and ritual around things. And that's what we do around the limitless and the unknown. And that, I guess, would be the answer to your question, because that's what it looks like. It looks, it's not a context of what it does look like. It's about what we do within what it could look like. Creating sacredness, creating ritual, because that's what allows us. So, for example, when we were on mainland and we then would only venture out a certain amount of, you know, miles, because who knew what happened behind the past that limit we didn't know and so there was that limit so our limits what are the things that we fear that's your limit how do you move towards that limit and the point is sort of bouncing and moving between that until your limit is further because it wasn't as if, okay, let's, let's go further than that. Let's, let's throw like 10 people in the ocean and see if anyone comes back. It was once they created those sacred rituals around that, they lined up with how energy flowed and moved. And it moves simply. And matter, structure, is simply a specific energy structure of energy and that field which is where people get manifestation from, right? I could manifest this desk that this computer is sitting on. It's just a specific energy field. But until I understand the flow of how energy works, then I'm not going to be able to understand how to create and work with energy to create that specific field. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I when someone asks me, does that make sense? It's almost like it's a feeling of knowing, even though sometimes logically the mind is like, what's going on? What's being said? But there's something in the body that resonates. And I think that's when we can really tune into like what's there for us, what's what's true and what's not, in a sense of what truth is on a larger scale. 
One, one thing that sort of spoke to me when you were speaking is you mentioned we can't experience that until we understand how energy works, that flow. So could you talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit about that flow and how that mm-hmm. energy actually moves uh, within itself? A healthy energy movement is a vortex because it's unfolding and enfolding constantly. That's this unfolding and enfolding upon itself. It's going from chaos to structure, chaos to structure. That's the only way that energy can continue its movement. So when we look at that phrase that Tesla said of if you can understand the world, you understand through energy and frequency. It's bigger than just, okay, I got energy. Like I'm playing with energy. It is, it is being in the oneness. So when we created those rituals, when we created that sacredness, we created a space so that we could be in relationship with energy. It comes down to creating relationship with it. So the being told from the outside doesn't allow us to create relationship, direct relationship with how it moves. So when we go inside, just like you just did with, you felt it in your body, you are creating a direct relationship to see um, where on this constant movement of unfolding and enfolding am I right now? And can I play with that? Is there a constriction? Is there an expansion? So we're constantly moving within that. And if we understand that, those constrictions become not so difficult. We're not always trying to reach. You know, I worked with a client the other day, like, okay, this is the next thing I need to work on. But where are you trying to get to, to work on this next thing about? Like, you're going to constantly be doing this. So it's the being okay with that constant wave because you are in a energy is particle and waves. We're constantly in wave. When we allow it to, when we allow ourselves to focus, it becomes a particle. It becomes this moment. So like when you're in the water, you can focus in on one moment and this you can feel this complete expansion, like, oh, right. And then a wave comes and it shifts our experience. A wave is going to come. There is not a time when it is not going to come. Very true. So that's the, that's the experience. Energy is waves and particles. Mm. And if we can allow our bodies to start to feel what that feels like, to unfold, to have a moment, to come back in, to end, and so that we're not constantly on this production line to one point, and now you've made something, and now you're going to make something else. You're just going to constantly be on that cycle. Trees don't think, okay, now I'm in, now I'm in winter. I drop my leaves. Next thing is, I'm going to create fruit. <laughs> it's like a the the dog the horse and the carrot it's like constantly this chasing mm-hmm. yes and it's ex- it's just the that feel like oh what it, what am I feeling in my this body because it's the only tool that we have right now to understand 
energy. That's the feeling. And we're not always in expansion. There's no way that energy can always be in expansion. It has to come back in, restore its energy, gather up its energy to do that again. Why do we sleep? Why do we go through these cycles? Why, why does astrology happen? And because everything is going through cycles. That's the remembrance. And what's coming to me is, is you're saying this is this like honoring our own cycles and not, not leaning into this, making it wrong when we're experiencing a cycle that is more stationary perhaps, or is more wavy perhaps, as you said there. Mm-hmm. And it's so for a lot of people, it's under understanding that there are cycles and feeling that in their body because that's new for people Mm. because they the bodies have sort of been produced to constantly move along that whole production line Mm, industrialization Mm. yeah i mean the industrialization of the spirit Mm. how do your cycles feel for you in your body when you're experiencing, whether it be periods of more stationary or periods of more waves, like how do you feel into those chapters and cycles of your life? I, for me, the body, because this is my first time here, the body has been my only understanding of it. So I have been very connected to the body and how it feels. Um, And, everyone is going to feel different with this, but that's why for me, the water has been a constant in my life because it's how I can go in and understand that there is a, a natural cycle and remind the body that there's a natural cycle and that it's actually okay to have even the minutest wave that you can't necessarily feel, but that's still moving you. And that's the thing, even though it feels stationary, there's no way that energy can stay stationary. Mm -hmm. It, it wouldn't be energy. Energy is constantly moving and breaking apart. So the stationary, so what you see is stationary, what you think is this where we've put safety into like, okay, it looks like this room is stationary and structured, but it truly isn't. Mm. So when we put our safety in something that looks like it's like it's stable, we have to remember that redefine stability. Because as we know, there could be a tsunami that comes and just tears this all apart, but it's tearing up something that's already moving and breaks it apart so that something new can be created. So I put my sense of self in movement. I love movement. That's where I put an identity. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where I put my identity is in this change. I, Mm. I love, like, I really do like it 
my the way I'm structured, even my human design, like my is markets. Like I love oh, going I to and taste. <laughs> it's yeah. like okay, this like I don't even stay in the same room when I work. Like I'm in another room when I work with clients. Like there's the moving and being able to feel yourself, yeah. and that doesn't mean that you don't sort of that I'm a two four. So two, I go inside. Like I love my alone time, but that doesn't mean there's not movement. Everything has movement. So if you can feel that, which is like, I don't get sick on boats. Like I love that. Mm -hmm. Whereas there's trying to get equilibrium within movement. Mm. How do you find that you can have your roots and also be comfortable in the, uh, in the movement, in the change? Well, we've defined roots as something, we've looked at trees as something that don't, they don't move. But as we know, when we look at, you know, Eastern medicines and Tai Chi and Qigong, all that is strong movement. It's always rooting and grounding is this misnomer, I think, that we've had that it's like, okay, put your feet in this, like, but why there's rooting. And I had this conversation with the client that there's rooting in other dimensions. you can be grounded in other dimensions. Grounding is not just, okay, let me feel my feet on this planet. All you're doing is feeling your feet on a certain frequency. So why not feel that groundedness in different frequencies? It's not just the physical here, but yeah, I can, I feel you know, this chair supporting me. But can I create an energy field? Because remember, this chair is just an energy field that I've that looks like something that we've defined as a chair. But can I then create a whole nother frequency that holds me? Yes. Mm. So like even through the change, you are always held in the change. Because that's mm -hmm. you creating that within yourself, not placing that responsibility in a way in, in what we would call a physical object. Exactly. Exactly. And it is stepping out because you you, it's understanding that there are different frequencies that, you, that can hold you. Mm. Not just, we've always been seeking the one. Now I get to hear when I feel this, when I've got this, I'm going to be okay. It's, that's never been it. We're only okay right now. How do you, from your own experience, work with the, this notion of, well, this truth in my eyes of that we are only okay now, this presence and also the things you want to experience, the things you'd like to do in your life, in this life here. Or do you have no desires? I guess the, what is it that like for me, it could change constantly. There's no, <clears throat> I don't have a plan of at 60, like, okay, there's the one plan at 65 people retire, I guess, and they do these things. Yeah, or there's the, I'm creating the, you know, 20k a month business but again those are and whatever else people have i don't know um those are all as we know just plays kids mm -hmm. get into sandboxes and they're not 
you know, they create their world for that time, right? They've got their just the square sandbox or whatever shape. They get in there, they create a world, and then they walk away from it. And they don't, what's next? They might have like a feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm going to step out here and that like playing kickball over there feels good. And that's, that's it. They don't, they're not in the sandbox thinking I'm creating this castle, but that kickball feels you know, I, I'm also thinking about kickball. They're sort of, they're in this, they're in this urge, in this desire. And the next thing they might move to is kickball. That's the, we, we can plan, I guess, but really what's the point? Because you don't know what the, how the energy is going to be moving at the time you step outside of that sandbox. So you've wasted your time in the sandbox trying to plan. Instead of play. Instead of playing. Instead of playing. Yeah. There's, there was so much more time for play, quote unquote play, before we, you know, became industrialized and we've got all this, this technology. But we're we moving back into the play of it all. It's great that we have running water and all that. It certainly makes it much easier, but we've separated ourselves from playing with energy because if those people that died that didn't have a computer and all that and moved away from this body and now like, there's no difference with us when we leave this body as compared to any other time period. Mm -hmm. So why, why not in this time period start to shift and not ever not like, believe me, there's, there's people that they're going to work the, their jobs and like their, you know, whatever they do and they'll go through that, that timeline. But if you're wanting to move into shifting paradigms, this is, this is how we do it because we don't know what it's going to shift to. No, nobody can tell you until you're, you're in it and all of a sudden then you're out of it because you're in it. It's like, I'm really like connecting in with this podcast on feeling more than words. So the words aren't are flowing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. No, no, I'm glad. I love these kind of things because it really takes you into a more of a real experience of, of, mm. of what we're here to do. If sometimes conceptualizing things and using words and words are amazing it allows us to communicate in this way and at the same time they also limit the experience that 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 gets to be um they're just a signpost to the experience Mm -hmm. you know the experience is really in the body and the feeling and no matter what we talk about here everyone's going to receive that differently based on when they can tune in and when they can listen to their own body and what um, and what is resonating for them. Um, I think something that was coming to me uh, a little bit earlier and kind of you touched on then as well is this kind of idea of how we all have these unique experiences and how it's um, our own system is responding in different ways and recognizing where that, and I think this is something we went on when we discussed before as well, is recognizing where is that uh insight coming from that guidance that deeper knowing that truth and where is it coming from sort of the trauma right and recognizing that within our own own bodies and could you give us some insight on how you perceive this 
Let me clarify that question because first where I, I went to was where does this all come from? What is the the unifying force yes. underneath this? And then, so let me know if that's, or the trauma piece. Let's, let's dive into both. Just to clarify. Let's, let's dive into both. Okay. Let's see where it goes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so polarity is imperative as sort of we've been talking about, for life to occur, for this life to occur. We have to have polarities, just like what we were talking about, because otherwise we wouldn't be in this form in this life. Hence contrast, if people have listened to other channels. Contrast is what some of the terminology of it is. So having trauma, and I think we've we've given it that name and that context in order to have a place for it to be in this polarity. We need to name things. We need to make meaning out of things to give them a contrast from closer to that center, right? When we look at, when we look at trauma response, it comes in a waveform. Hmm. Not surprising. That's what, when we look at how we're, uh, we've got a middle point and then we've got coming up on that wave, which is going into overwhelm, possibly uh, separating from the body, those responses, other physiological and biological responses. And then when we get to the bottom of that, the wave, it can be a freeze response. So looking in the, you know, we're always sort of trying to have that wave not be as intense, right? That's the trauma. When we react, we know it's trauma when we react out of proportion to what is occurring in this moment. Then we know it's not something that happened in this moment. We know that it's a, a trauma response, meaning it's something, a memory that has been in our body that we respond to from that time period, not from now. So for example, you know, I, someone cuts me off in traffic, like, is my response to get a gun out and shoot them? Obviously very intense. So this is like the reverse, like that doesn't make any sense, but it does make sense if when it, when something like that happened, I got paralyzed, like literally physically so that there was a, something that's occurred that now I'm responding from that point of view. So that's, that, that's a trauma response. And we're always trying to sort of create it so that it's more of an even and flowing as opposed to like five foot waves on either side. <laughs> the gun coming out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Something like, just like, what? That's like out of, just out of proportion in so many ways. Yes. I'm sure many people listening to this can feel into their own experience and think of these moments they have. I'm definitely thinking yeah, of a lot plenty. of right now. <laughs> There's so many of them. There's so many of them. So if we can feel into them as contrast moments that allows us to sort of move within that so that it's not exploding so much so that unfolding isn't unfolding so that it creates shrapnel everywhere so that it's an 
unfolding, and then it comes back in. Because we are const- there's no time that we're not going to have contrast responses to this world and to this lifetime. There's no time like, okay, now I'm, there's no trauma responses or there's no contrast responses. Mm. We're, we're going to move it into a smaller range so that it's not hitting up against an unknown edge where we close down, separate from our body, uh, completely disassociate. That's what happens at the edges of unknown when we don't have support. So I almost want to re, and I, I feel like blasphemous for doing this because there's such a trauma community and Peter Levine has done such good work and, you know. But I think that, that serves it. people when they're at that phase, right? It served me for a time when I was at that phase in my life. But then there comes a point where actually we need new tools and new resources and new ways of thinking that support us where mm-hmm. we're at on our journey. So it's not like mm-hmm. we're saying it's, wrong or not right to to have this it's just a different perspective different version of the truth from where an individual might be at yes and i think that's important to remember because we often like okay that's where i should be like and then we're just bouncing back and forth so realizing that there is a lot of different types because there is limitless possibilities in the quantum world that there are all of these experiences and places that we can be. We don't have to look on our Instagram and say, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to look like JLo. Or what those sorts of things are like people looking like that's the thing or that it isn't. That is just one thing, one way, which is where this discernment comes in for the self. And then I know oftentimes with that, we've been trained that we can't discern. We're not supposed to. We move out of the realm of the normal. But this is exactly what the new paradigm asks us to come back to not being different. No one is different. That like, it's everyone is all experience. That's what it allows us still in like, I live in Portland right now. It's like, there's this weird phrase. I keep Portland weird. It's like, why don't people just keep everything possibility? Mm -hmm. Why can't we say that? Why do we have to like distinguish between normal and weird Mm -hmm. or things like that? There is just limitless possibility. That's, that's what there is to remember. And then that takes us out of the binaries or trying to whatever pronouns and all those terms you're going to use. Even those, honestly, are limiting. I just will say mm-hmm. that. And I know I people get like, uh, they're limiting. Like mm-hmm. play with everything. And I know people are playing, but we don't have to codify anything. It's almost creates, um, like we were talking about earlier, it creates a fixed identity in something that is still constant, something that is still ever changing. Um, yes. because things yes. like our sexuality or these things that do typically get like these um like we said the pronouns and stuff like that that's still constant that's still changing that still could like tomorrow could be a different day to me in to in terms of who I'm attracted to but that doesn't necessarily mean I need to identify myself in that moment that's the thing because once you identify you've mm-hmm. particleized it and created one thing as opposed to 
then how do I get back out and see, you asked me a question, like, how do you figure out these things you want to live in your life? Well, if I get stuck in the particle, I can't because I then am fixed in that state or it looks like I am fixed in that state. And so then I'm trying to get out of the perception of, of that one limit, but it's all out there. So how do I know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life? I don't know. It's all out there. I'm just going to step into it. Like I stepped out of the sandbox and into mm-hmm. icy kickball over there yeah. or jump rope, those things. <laughs> Interesting. We're talking, you mentioned discernment and I wonder is like discernment also this kind of uh, most key to, to mastering contrast in a way or working with contrast. Mm-hmm. It's to work with it. Yeah. And in working with it, the the working with it, I want to say, is not like creating a product again. Yes. It's molding and reshaping constantly. So when I am able to discern with this vessel that I've got, and say I jump rope and I like skin my knee, like, was that a bad choice? It wasn't. It wasn't, didn't mean that I discerned poorly. It just means that I had an experience. Was it that I had to struggle with cancer? It wasn't. It was just a choice of an experience. That's where discernment is. There's something in there that there's an experience to have. There's there's no good or bad discernment. There's no right or wrong discernment. It's discerning what feels resonant for you. And because we are afraid of uncomfortableness, uncomfortable is different than suffering. And I think that's where some things get like mixed up is we're not here to suffer because when we see that that experience doesn't suit us anymore, we don't have to stay in it and suffer. We discern that it doesn't feel right for us and we shift into something else. I think um, we we stay in a lot of things because we think that we should stay in a lot of things or because the, the discomfort in what we're staying in is still allowing us to grow, but in a way that growth is kind of stifling. And I've seen myself do this recently, actually, where I stayed in something longer than I if I had listened to my, my guidance, I would have left it earlier than I did. And I think we, we're creating that suffering for ourselves because we think we should do this or we should do that. But the key in this, well, the key that I'm hearing here is, is to listen to yourself, to listen to your body. Because what is the, sh- why should we? Where does that come from? Again, that- why should we? <laughs> Why is it going to make us any safer? Because the fact is energy will continue to do what it's going to do. Chaos, organizing, chaos, organizing. It will continue to do that. We have no control over that because it is how energy moves. It is the nature of what we're all created from. And so it brings us back to like the other question of like, what, and which is the constant question, what are we created from? Mm. The unanswerable question. Because every time we move to 
that edge to understand it, we, it becomes not understandable, not seen. Because if things are limitless, when I see it, then that becomes a limit. So then I've placed a restriction. So if the, this entire what we've been created from is limitless, there's no way I can ever fully see it. I hope that makes sense. Can play in it though. That's fun. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the mm. whole point of it, and to understand that movement mm. and the play in it. If we had, if people had that freedom, how different would everything, this paradigm, look and feel and be? We don't. The answer is we don't know because we are not doing it. There's a few of us that are. <laughs> yes. But the whole, like, the whole collectively. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. So we can't say mm. what it's going to look like. I, I think I have, I have a faith as well that we're moving that way for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Which is why we can see it. Yes. Yes. Because we're there. But the things that we can't see, which it's, it's there. We just can't see it just yet, but we actually already see this. Mm. It's just working to actually perceive it in substance. Yes. In material, in matter. And and that's the the thing I think um, I've seen myself many times get uh, on this journey, get myself uh, caught up in is when I can see the visions or see the things that are coming into my life um, and maybe they haven't materialized into into form into substance yet and uh, that's when the the controlling parts start coming out and you start in you because you're in the unknown where you can you can see where you're going but then you're not there so because when you look to the physical reality it's not there but inside it is there um, and that's when we kind of on this especially on this journey get tense and and close ourselves off because we think that there's something wrong because the outside's not matching the inside. And then my question is, is it really not matching? (laughs) No, it is. But with our brains, we think that it's not right with our minds. (laughs) Right. Because what we're seeing here Mm. is still stuck. So for example, when you see stars in the sky, those are happening at different times of history. Yeah. They're one all dead because they could have been alive light years ago, but until they reach us, they're not the mm-hmm. same. So we're looking at past history, future history. When we look around the sky, it's sort of the same thing with us. We're working at different <clears throat> timelines constantly. So I know in our eyes, it may not feel like it is, but this is where like, Oh, all time is happening at the same time. So that star light years away is still having its experience at the same time as we are. And there's still a part of me that is experiencing whatever your vision is at that moment. Mm -hmm. I know that's a hard concept to sort of (laughs) actualize because we actualize on binary if we can touch visions. it then it's, then it's uh, <laughs> basically and that yeah 
Exactly. I think, and that's, and, and that's, and that's the shift. What, what we're, we're, that's the shift mm-hmm. that we're talking about going into like yeah. realizing that yeah. what we're experiencing internally is, is in fact mm-hmm. true and real. Um, yes. Uh, whether it's psychic like visions, whether it's just what you're feeling in your body in any yes. given moment, what yep. you're what you're downloading when you're in the water like this is more real than yes. even the touch <laughs> yes yes because it's almost i hate to say but like it's almost the touch is the star that's already occurred and it's dead. <laughs> mm. i know it sort of makes it like oh this whole material world is dead well but we can still interact with it, but it's broadening that mm-hmm. going into the, the this limitless Mm-hmm. is what it truly is mm-hmm. that's everything mm. wow yes yes you've got so much wisdom like it's it's just i could go on for ages <laughs> i think it's just um beautiful to connect in this kind of way as well where we're just allowing the flow to come through and really honoring uh what wants to happen for you, is there anything coming up right now in this moment that you that you want to share with us as we close this episode? Mm. Just coming back to the water mm-hmm. and that movement, that is the primordial movement. Whenever we look for life, we look for water. When we understand water and relation, we have that relationship with it, that becomes our understanding of how to live. So if you want to remember how to live, put yourself and you want to do it in that and feel it and see it in the seen versus the unseen. Start there. Ask water to teach you and be within it. Mm. What a way to end. Where can people find you? Yeah. And how can people connect with you? Uh, thewatermatrix.org, my website. And then there's the Instagram, but the website is the best. Water Matrix, the Water Matrix. Awesome. And they will be in the show notes. So make sure you head down there to connect with you even more. Thank you so much for coming on again. Thank you. <laughs> and thank, thank you, you for sharing your wisdom with us and, and connecting with us on this show. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you to everyone who's listened in today. We'll see you again next week for another episode. Sending you all so much love. Bye-bye. <laughs>